Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you master the mental, physical and business aspects of sports. I'm your host Tola Uglenwe and this is episode 766. Be fiercely determined and driven to succeed. Never focus on the obstacles and they either love you or hate you. one of the greatest cricket players in history between 2004 and 2011 he was captain of the australian cricket team and led them through a golden era today on the show aussie legend ricky ponting when your uncle plays test cricket and represents your country it wouldn't be difficult to take up an interest in the sports that's exactly what happened to Ricky Ponting? His uncle played the game, so he loved the game. At the age of 11, he played for the Mowbray Under-13s team. And to show how good he was, in 8th grade, a bat manufacturer, Kukabura, gave Ponting a sponsorship after he scored four centuries during a five-day cricket competition. So just for those of you who don't really understand cricket, a century, right, is when you score a hundred runs in cricket. So you can do that either by hitting the boundary for four, hitting the boundary for six, going over the boundary for six, or, of course, as running. So, he scored four centuries during a five-day cricket competition. A bat manufacturer, when he was in eighth grade, said, hey, come, let's give you a sponsorship. From there, he moved to the under-16s and then the under-17s. Interestingly, Ponting also played Australian rules football until he was 14 years old. In Australia, you can play for the place where you were born to just think of your state or the region where you were born you can also play for them for Ponting, he was born in tasmania and became the youngest player to play for the team at the age of 17 and 337 days it was only a matter of time before he would play for the main australian team in 1995 he was selected for the australian odi team where he made his debut against south africa in just a year he made the Australian team for the 1996 World Cup. He finished the World Cup with 229 runs. At the 1999 World Cup, he improved on his previous performance with 354 runs. And of course, Australia did win that Cricket World Cup. From then on, his performances continued to improve and improve until 2002 when he was named ODI captain. A year later, he led the team to the 2003 world cup where they came back victorious in 2004 he was named test captain and would begin what many called the golden era in australian cricket between 2002 and 2011 they won the world cup twice and the icc champions trophy twice that's of course not counting all the test victories that they scored against all these countries including england in the ashes he's the most successful captain in international cricket history with 200 victories in 324 matches just imagine that 200 victories in 324 matches the only cricketer who has more international centuries than him is the great sachin tendoka he scored over 26,000 runs in test and odi cricket today is your mentor guys and there are three lessons 
that I want you to learn from Ricky Ponting. Obviously, that intro, you know, doesn't go into detail into his achievements, but basically, he's a legend of the game. If you guys don't know cricket, just go on Google, Google Ricky Ponting, like Aussie legend, cricket legend, like when he was captain of the Australian team, that's why I mentioned the golden era, like they were literally untouchable, literally untouchable during that period. Yes, they lost here and there, but man, they were hugely successful. First lesson, guys, from Ricky Ponting is be fiercely determined and driven to succeed. Be fiercely determined and driven to succeed. And I think this is one of the key things because Ponting himself, when he was asked at the end of, the, of his career that, what made you so successful? How did you go, you know, in eighth grade, you already had a sponsorship, you know, by you, you had the youngest player to ever play for Tasmania. You know, you, you have all these things played on the 13, on the 16, on the 17. Like, how were you able to do all of these things? And what he goes on to say is that, hey, look, man, like, I don't know. I was just fiercely determined and driven to succeed. So the question for you guys is how determined and how driven are you to succeed? How determined and how driven are you to succeed? It's a key question that you have to ask yourself because you see, you cannot, when you are not getting the results that you want to get in your career, when you are not seeing um, progress the way that you should see progress. Now, obviously, you are trying to deconstruct and find the reasons why. What's going on that is not allowing me progress? What's going on that is not allowing me you know, enjoy all these successes and things like that. And of course, in that inquest, right, when you've looked at, you know, training, coaches, you know, and all of those things on the outside, the next thing you have to ask yourself is, am I driven? Am I determined to succeed? That's it. Are you determined and are you driven to succeed? Are you willing to do anything, anything whatsoever to succeed? Are you willing to train? When others are not trained, are you willing to work when others are not working? Are you willing to go the extra mile? I shared with you that quote on the previous Friday episode of the podcast that look, the athletes that succeed are the ones that don't do just what they're told. You know, so they say two hours of training and then it's two hours of training until whenever the next training will be. You see, the, the, the greats, the ones that do exceptionally well, the ones that make progress the ones you know that that see the results of their hard work are the ones that do a little bit more that go the extra mile in training so you train with the team during the day then you do some personal training at home you study game film at home you touch with your coaches outside of normal training hours hey i was just thinking about this question i said i should ask I said I should find out. I want to know more about this. I want to find out about this. You are constantly going the extra mile even when it is not required. You see, that is how you know that you are fiercely determined to succeed and that you are also driven. You see, when they asked Ricky Ponting that question, he didn't say I'm determined to succeed. He said I'm fiercely determined to succeed. And that's why every single time that he competed for Australia, right, it was always a battle. For him, it wasn't just going there to have fun, to faff around. No, this guy was there for business, right? And he was going to put in as much intensity as he needed to, to ensure that Australia came out victorious in that particular one. So you see, guys, you have to be fiercely determined and then driven to succeed. And the only person that can answer that question for you is you. The only person that can answer that question for you is you. In terms of how determined are you 
and how driven are you to succeed that's the first lesson guys that i want you to learn from ricky ponting second lesson guys is never focus on the obstacles never focus on the obstacles when they ask ricky ponting or no they ask the journalist right that w- w- what made ricky ponting great what, what made him stand out what made him special and all those things and of course the guy says he remembers an interview that ricky ponting did where he was asked about his game and all of that and ricky ponting says every batman surveys the field before taking strike and usually the fielders get imprinted on his mind they can almost see every fielder in their mind's eye but in my head i don't see the fielders i see the gaps now let me explain quickly for those of you who don't understand cricket right so you have a bowler who bowls a ball to the batsman who bats the ball and then you have fielders in the field who either catch the ball before it touches the ground or catch the ball as quickly as possible return it to the wicket keeper or they themselves try to stomp out the batters who are running so just go to google i know because it's a podcast and it's audio you can't really explain but the point is that there are fielders in the field who are either catching the ball before it bounced before it bounces then that means that that batter is out or even if it bounces they quickly catch the ball throw it back to the wicket keeper so that they can stomp out the batter right so what ricky ponton is saying here is that normally what batsmen do is that they try to find where each of those fielders are and then they try to avoid them right so if i'm going to bat if i see you standing right in front of me obviously i'm not going to bat to you right i'm going to try to bat away from you right but the point is that it is the fielders that are imprinted on the minds of those batsmen so he said for me right i survey the field i don't see the fielders what i see are the gaps where i can put the ball what i see are the gaps so he said every batsman surveys the field before taking strike and usually fielders get imprinted on their mind they have to know where the fielders are they can almost see every fielder in their mind's eye but in my head i don't see the fielders i only see gaps what is this telling you guys you see we always have this tendency as athletes to focus on obstacles or to focus on the things that can go wrong and then try to avoid them and try to avoid them and that's why Robert Broad said, look, we are not kept from our goals by obstacles or by a clear path to a lesser goal. So I'm just trying to, you know, create context for that argument. You see, what Ricky Ponton is saying here is that he doesn't bother about the obstacles. What is it that he's trying to do, right? He's trying to ensure that he gets as many runs as possible. So he either scores a four, he scores a six, or he gets as many runs as possible. So what he does is that he doesn't see the obstacles, which are the fielders. Because obviously, if the fielder catches the ball before he bounces, then he's out. If the fielder catches the ball even after he bounces and he's able to quickly return it to the wicketkeeper or throw it himself from whatever distance and stomps the wicket, then he's also out. So what he's saying is that I don't focus on that obstacle. What I focus on are the gaps. The gaps where if I put the ball there, the bad the, the the fielders don't stand any chance of getting it. you see what are the obstacles guys that you're constantly focusing on what are the obstacles that you're seeing in your mind's eye i, I share this example with Icham el garouge you know who went to one of the olympic games as the favorite this guy had literally not been beaten in like was it three years leading up to the olympics he was favorite everyone expected him to win it was his pace setter what a pace setter in, in long distance running is that that's the guy that maintains the pace at the front of the race 
that keeps everybody running and of course when he fades out the the contenders the favorites for the for the thing itself then take over and then start running the guy that was supposed to be the pace setter for Ichimaru Gorouge was the one that won that race and of course when Ichimaru was asked he said all i was trying to do was i was trying not to lose what i was trying to do was i was trying not to lose it was focused on the obstacle the obstacle was losing I cannot lose. I cannot lose. I cannot lose. That's what he was focused on. Whereas he should have been focused on the gaps which is how do I win this? How do I stay composed? How do I run my best race? As opposed to I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. So I see this a lot with a lot of athletes, right? Where you guys you're focused on the obstacle. You want to take a penalty in football, right? You're thinking I better not miss. I better not miss. I better not miss. Where are the gaps in the post that you can put it? As a basketballer, you want to throw a game-winning free throw, right? And you're thinking, "Oh, I better not miss. I better not miss." You are not focusing on the gaps. You are focusing on the obstacles, and that is one thing that you must change. And according to that journalist, this was what made Ricky Ponting the legend that he is. Over 26,000 runs he scored in Test and ODI cricket, right? 200 victories. in 324 matches like just just look at that right international cricket 200 victories he achieved because he was never focused on the obstacle he was always focused on the gaps he was always focused on his advantages he was always focused on the openings that he could use to penetrate his opponents and win so if you guys have got into the habit right Of always looking at the obstacles, what what can go wrong? What's this? Now I'm not saying you shouldn't plan. Planning is different from when you are looking at it in your mind's eye. You are looking at the obstacle as opposed to looking at the gap. Second lesson, guys, from Ricky Ponting: never focus on the obstacles. And the final lesson, guys, is they either love you or hate you. They either love you or hate you. You see, for all the legendary things. that Ricky Ponting was able to do and achieve right it did came at a cost so to speak because he was such a polarizing figure like all the good thing that he did it was either right the 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 public i'm not even talking about the australian or general cricket fans it was either they loved him or they hated him or they hated him why because the way that he approached the sports just like i shared with the first lesson in terms of his fierce determination to succeed that was exactly how he played the game he strongly believed in his views He wasn't going to pander to anyone. So maybe wanting them to like him or wanting them to or trying to appease them so to speak. So it was whatever he wanted to do that he would do. There were certain times when the Australian cricket team would lose and you watch the interview of Ricky Ponting right after the game and like you hear all sorts of funny things. He he, he would talk about sportsmanship, how the other team were not sports like, you know, he, he, he would talk about how they were lucky to even win. And then everybody is looking at it like, are you kidding me? These are the exact same things that you yourself do. What's my point, guys? You see, you cannot play your sport. You cannot play your sport with the objective at the back of your mind that I want everybody to like me. With the objective that I want everybody to like me. For all the great things that Cristiano Ronaldo does in football, there are people that don't like him. For all the great things Lionel Messi does, there are people that don't like him. Tom Brady He has deflate gates. He has spy gate. He has all those things, you know, attached to his name, right? LeBron James, for example, same thing, four-time NBA champion. 
don't know all the great things in basketball but there are some people are like nah that guy they, they look for something so to speak for them so you see you cannot play your sports or you cannot go into your sport thinking i want them to like me i'm trying to get them to like me that is a recipe for disaster that is like you inviting trouble and waiting for things to go wrong that is like it is it, it's, it's such a situation where you would rather be liked than be respected and for the athletes i coach i always tell them this i said look do you want to be liked or do you want to be respected it doesn't matter if they hate you like we're talking about ricky ponting now for all the people that hated ricky ponting couldn't stand him didn't like him for all of that when you look at his stats when you look at what he did for the australian cricket team you have no option but to respect him if there's anyone who looks at all his achievements two world cups two icc champions trophies many test victories 200 victories over the course of his career if there's anybody who looks at that and still says that nah not a good tennis not a good cricket player obviously you know that that person probably just hates him but you see for those that even hate him when they look at that side they should respect what he did so they're either going to love you or hate you guys this idea that you want everybody to like you you want everybody you know to be on your side to be on your team and all of that it's not possible guys and that is how you create problem for yourself you don't express yourself the way that you should when you're playing your sport and of course it creates all sorts of problems and then you don't achieve your goals the people that will love you will love you the people that will hate you will hate you but what you want is that even for those that hate you when they see you perform when they see you do your thing, they have no choice but to respect you. Ricky Ponting, guys, Australian cricket legend, one of the best in the game. Three lessons that I want you to learn from him. Be fiercely determined and driven to succeed. Never focus on the obstacles and they either love you or hate you. They either love you or hate you. Head over to the website, guys, athletemaestro.com. Check out all the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports whilst also learning that sports is a business and you have to approach it in certain circumstances that way athlete maestro.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it helps you right know whenever any episode comes it gets downloaded to your device of choice and then of course when you leave a rating and review you're telling other athletes that find the podcast that this is a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe and of course if you have any questions you want me to answer them here live on the show where of course other people can benefit and of course you yourself will benefit from other questions being asked by other people Send me a mail Friday at athletemaestro.com. Friday at athletemaestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there, learn all the lessons you can from Ricky Ponting. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day. <laughs>